And here's what he's had to say. <laughs> and here's what he's had to say. What is the what is wrong with what that? he has had? What he, what not he has he's, is he's. You're saying he's. No, he's. It's he's just he is had. he has. I think it just sounds weird. To you. He had. And here is what he had to say. That sounds like a normal person. Hey, Rob, I've got a dad joke. What's your dad joke? What did the pepper say to the person it didn't like? I don't know. I'm jalapeno face. <laughs> dad jokes 101. Devin would be proud. He would be proud. I'm funny. We're sorry. It's all and good, next Rob. Time, I'm ready. Did, don't think too much. If you didn't know, next don't time follow us on the Twitter. Don't think too much. Then literally this wouldn't happen. Don't think too much, Robert. If I didn't think too much... We would never have an episode. (laughs) Thanks for taking me seriously. Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss the balance changes, Clash Royale's birthday bash, the changing meta, and more. Boom. Boom! And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, clnsmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 8. Zero, baby, let's go. I feel like we need to start doing a dance, right? That's my celebratory dance. You sounded into it. Well. 50%. Yeah, about 50% in. 50% into it. So we are back after a long, extended, unplanned vacation. It was an unplanned vacation. I feel pretty I feel pretty bad about it, dude, but I but we couldn't swing it. You should. You should feel like a terrible human being, Joe. Nobody likes you anymore. Well, that's not true. That's a little bit excessive. Everybody loves you. Yeah, so I guess I can explain it pretty quickly. So, um for those of you who don't know, I am an accountant. So, the first 2 months of the year are pretty brutal for me. I wound up working a ton of hours, uh, anywhere from like 80 to like 90 or more hours per week, uh, in- including Sundays at times. So um, it was a pretty rough time for us. So I just didn't have the time to record a show, unfortunately. Right. And I guess we could have recorded a show, but it probably would have been around like, you know, two o'clock in the morning when I get home from work. So I didn't feel like that was going to give us the best quality episode. So we took a break. I think it was for the better, honestly. Because we'd rather deliver a quality product than deliver something that nobody wants to listen to. Because it doesn't sound good. You know what I mean? Here's how I think about it. Hmm. Have you ever had, like, a really good bowl of cereal? Yes, multiple times. Right? And, like, you you have, like, your favorite cereal, and you just, you know that when you eat the cereal, it's going to be good, right? Yep. All right, so now what happens if I were to, like, give you that cereal, but I poured the milk into the bowl, like, 45 minutes ago, and the cereal was soggy and it was just kind of falling apart every time you took a spoonful. This is exactly what that episode would have been like. Cause I personally, <laughs> you would have had, you would have had falling apart Joe and, and soggy Rob. Yeah. Joe and Rob pudding. So we just felt better taking a break. Yeah. That's my analogy. Yeah. It also felt good just to relax for a couple weeks. Actually it did. It felt good. Much needed break. I think I think uh, much needed. But yeah, we're back. We are better than ever. Feeling refreshed. And you know what happens when we're feeling refreshed, Rob? We boom more often than not. We do. But we also start hipping and hopping. Oh. Moving and grooving. High flying and limousine riding. Baby, let's go. Yeah, we do. Uh, so you want to hear what happened to me during the three weeks that we had no episode? Tell me. Yeah. Uh, I bent two of the rims on my car which is horrible because then my entire car just shook for like a week straight. So had to spend an astronomical amount of money to get that fixed. And on top of that, I had one of my wisdom teeth removed. Sounds like you had a good week, dude. Yeah, it was great. Luckily, I didn't really feel too much pain. Um, But uh, I honestly don't even know if I would have been able to record an episode. So thanks, Joe. Well, you're welcome. But guess what, man? You sound great now. I feel a lot better, and I'm back, ready to go, 
totally prepared for episode 80. That's what we do. Yeah, feeling good. But it's not like we weren't doing anything in this game during those three weeks. Tell me how your week in the arena was. So this week was pretty good. I can actually talk about games that I played. Ooh. So the season just reset, and I am currently sitting at 45-49 trophies. I am still, as I am sure you can expect, using the balloon cycle from Pompeo. That deck, I knew it. That deck is my ride or die right now. It is working pretty well, and uh, it's climbing me up the ladder. Uh, Clan is currently sitting at 58-68 trophies, so just under 5,900. Nice. And I can proudly say that I am participating in my first war in over a month. Feels good, man. Feels good. I was going to say, how does it feel? Do you feel like, uh, you know how like when you don't ride a bike for a long time and then you get back on that bike and it kind of wobbles for a little while, do you feel like that? Or did, was it just like totally natural, destroy and kill as soon as you enter the arena? I'm, I'm all wibble wobbles, dude. That's you? Joe the wibble wobbler. I'm trembling in my shorts over here when I'm playing now. I'm like, Wait, should I do that? Wait, do I really want to do the draft challenge right now? Do I do I really yeah. want to do the classic decks? <laughs> you you lost all sense of confidence. Yeah, seriously. Like I I I go in, I'm like, ah, I don't I don't know if I'm in I don't know if I'm like in touch with my inner Clash Royale being right now. I can totally see that. But it does feel good either way. Boom. Boom. So how was your week in the arena, man? Uh actually pretty good. Very eventful. Um Of course it was. Yeah, well, I mean the stuff that happened to me in the game was great, minus my season reset and the current trophy count. So right now I'm at an abysmal 4267 trophies this season. That is pretty abysmal, dude. Yeah. That's not my older brother Rob level of play. No, you're right. But do you want to know why? There's actually a reason. Tell me. Because I ended the season with around 45-something trophies, right? So 4,500 and change. Uh, and it reset me because you only get half of the difference between 4,000 and 4,500. So I'm at 4,267 because I refuse to play ladder. <laughs> why? That's why. Because I'm tired of it. It's annoying. It drives me crazy. And I just wish that something, something was added to the game that would reinvigorate it. I don't know what that would be, but I'm playing a lot of 2v2 and I'm really liking it because playing with other people is the way to go right now. So you, you don't think that like the wall breakers were were that refresh you needed? No, I don't I don't think that a card is gonna change my opinion. <laughs> I think I think that something very big needs to happen to the point where you play a different game mode to get trophies. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know what it is, uh, and I'm not complaining. I'm just I have ladder fatigue and it's too much for me right now. I think we've all been there, dude. Mm-hmm. So why not play two v two? And hey, I've been playing more challenges and I've had more time to do you know, clan war stuff and battles with friends. So, I mean, there are worse things I could be doing, right? Boom. Mm -hmm. But other than the really bad trophy count, I did get a lava hound from a war chest, a royal ghost from a crown chest, and a log from another war chest. Count them three legendaries, baby. You always have the most eventful weeks. Yeah, I don't know how. That's not all, though. I got the mini P.E.K.K.A. emote from that challenge. I did too, by the way. Nice. Love the robot. Pretty awesome. Me too. Shout out to my boy robot. Boom. Yeah, of, of course. Um, I also, for the first time in a long time, maxed out one of my other cards that I haven't used in a while. Which was? The Zap. Nice. Yeah, because I'm always using that card in war, so I really just wanted to get it to the highest possible level, and I figured it's a great card anyway. It's so versatile. I might as well level it up. I agree. And then I did get the wall breakers, so that was fun. I got it in, I think, my season end chest. So uh, I haven't played with them yet, but I really like the card. And then the clan, get this, is at 6,226 trophies. Boom, dude. You guys are climbing. Yeah, and it's probably because I'm only playing in every other war. Well, <laughs> you're pretty much dragging the team down, Rob. I know, yeah. I mean, they certainly don't always win when I play. So the clan is doing great. We're having fun. And uh, the trophy climb is definitely happening. And I'm very proud. Yeah, and no, I agree. I mean, to be fair, I haven't played Wars in about a month. And our clan increased trophies by about 700 since I've been See? gone. So <laughs> Look at maybe that. if I just sit out longer, we'll just to infinity and beyond, you know? That's it. 
I mean, maybe you and I don't even have to play at all. Maybe our trophy count will just rise on its own. I like this. <laughs> it's a good plan. We can, we can just <laughs> manage remotely the success of our clans. Yeah, why not? I mean, more complicated things have happened. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So we do have a lot of stuff to talk about because we took a three-week break um, and a lot of things happened in this game. So we are going to try and go over them as quickly as we can, but also as detailed as we can. So starting with the challenges, Joe, we had a mini P.E.K.K.A. draft challenge. I kind of like this one. I love this one, and I actually wound up winning this one on the first run. So that's why you liked it. And I got the emote, which is really why I liked it. I love the fact that it's... It's legitimately doing the robot dance. It's amazing. It's, the, it's one of my favorite emotes, if not my favorite emote. It's everything the mini P.E.K.K.A. should be doing. If not saying or flipping pancakes, it should be doing exactly what it's doing in that emote. Totally agree. You know what I love the most about this challenge, though? Tell me. It was only six wins. Loved that as well. Yeah. Um, so really have no bad things to say about this. I hope they do more things like this where they throw an emote at the end of a six-win challenge. That's, that's really the way to go for me. If you want me to play Supercell, you got to give me six-win challenges. Yeah, it just felt attainable, right? Like, there's so many other ways for things to be competitive with this game. Um, the casual feel just need, it needs to feel attainable to get those types of things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board. Yep. Um, and then speaking of the mini P.E.K.K.A., right, because we had the draft challenge, we already talked about one emote. We also got three other emotes, which you could get from the shop. And the cool thing about this is that each emote was part of a different tier that you could pay for, get a bunch of stuff, as well as the one emote that you were purchasing. We may talk about this a bajillion times, but <laughs> these tiered purchases are the way to go. I mean, yeah. people that are going to spend money are going to buy all three of them anyway. But if I only want to spend a buck or two bucks, to get one of them, I can do that. And I thought this was a fantastic idea. What do you think of the other emotes, though? So we have the sword, right? Catching the pancakes, which is pretty dope. Yep. Um, and then we have the angry spinning head P.E.K.K.A., right? It's, its whole face turns red and it spins around. But then we have the ultimate mini P.E.K.K.A. emote, I think. The pancake flip. Is it a flip? Doesn't it flip and land on his head? I'm pretty sure that's how it works, right? I don't have it, so I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Yeah, I love these emotes. They're so fun. They are fun. And I think that's what the emotes should be, is fun. And then we also had a sudden death global tournament. Yeah, we did. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to play in this one, man. I did, uh, and I didn't do as well as I had hoped I would. Um, but I will say that I really like the sudden death game mode in the global tournament because they don't last that long. Yeah, they're so fast. Yeah, and you really have to, like, you just have to jump the gun and just outplay your opponent very fast, and I'm really digging it. Sudden death, man. It's the only way to roll. Go big or go home. Exactly. Um, and then also, I don't know why it's called this. I don't know why they didn't give it an official name, but it's literally called Win a New Emote Challenge. Oh, this was the tiered challenge where it was, like, retro, then draft, and then, like, modern, right? It was, like, the three-tiered challenge right yeah and retro was you know you play with all the old cards and losses don't matter but then when you play draft losses do start to matter and then modern you could only play with the newer cards and then also losses matter right but in retro and modern you could build your own deck with only the cards that were available right correct yeah yeah so i thought this was cool i i, I i'm always a fan of like things like this where you go retro and it's like throwback to the how the game was when it first came out, right? You and I first played when the game first came out. So it's cool to be able to, you know, play with those old cards using those old school style decks where you don't even have to worry about losses because at the end of the day, you just have to get through the tier just to make it to the draft challenge, right? So I thought that was, I thought that was really refreshing. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then speaking of refreshing, in honor of Women's History Month, Supercell released the legendary Ladies Draft Challenge. Bum, ba -da -bum, ba -da -bum, ba -da -bum. This one is so cool. I unfortunately did not win. I actually, I actually won one game and lost three in a row. And I just, you know, I didn't really want to pay the gems to continue with my wins and reset my losses. But the whole challenge itself, 15 wins. And I think like the first three wins, you get legendary tokens. And then towards the end, you get every legendary that is also a girl. And in between that, you get 
pretty decent amount of gold. Like I think it racks up to, you know, close to around, you know, 15,000 or 20,000 or so. I think so. Um, at the time of this recording, I haven't played my free entry yet, but I will be before Sunday comes and goes. Um, Good luck. I'm looking forward to it, dude. I, I think there's a, I think 15 wins is pretty tough, but I think the rewards are really cool. Um, but they do have a continue option. I know it's, I think you had mentioned earlier when, when we were off recording that it was, it was 100 gems to get in, um, which I'm not super excited about, but I think the rewards actually justify the price for this one. Although I would prefer it be like 50. You know what I think would be pretty cool, actually? Huh. What if with this continue option, they did something where each time, and I think you may have mentioned this to me at one point, but they increased the fee for every time you tried to continue. I would love if they did that. So what if you had like the first re-entry was, you know, 20. The next re-entry was 40. The next re-entry was 60. By the third re-entry, you've already got 120 gems out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as I get, you know, hopefully closer and closer, you know, as I keep continuing, hopefully I'm getting closer and closer to the max 15 wins. So I'm more likely to spend more gems to get there. Um, I just think more people would would drop the 20 the first time and then feel like, oh, well, you know what? I already spent 20. Maybe I'll do 40. I think it's like a cool business model where it's kind of like you feel pot committed, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And yeah, you're right. You get the you get the experience. You get people to play it. But then they also feel like, you know what? I've already spent this money. I might as well just dive in one more time. Uh, So I, I think it could actually benefit Supercell in the long run. But, you know, neither here nor there. It's just a thought. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe that'll change in the future. Maybe, baby. Doesn't have to change for all of the challenges, but maybe every once in a while that could be a thing. I would take it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, and then also, the biggest news of the last couple of weeks is Clash Royale celebrated their third birthday! Woo! Happy birthday! Happy birthday, ladies and gentlemen of Supercell playing Clash Royale. Happy boom day to the Supercell Clash Royale team. Yeah. And there were multiple new emotes that were released uh, as part of the birthday celebration. So there was the goblin blowing the little party horn. There was the giant flipping cake at his face or something weird like that. The rascal girl doing what? I don't even know, but I know she's there. She is there. And I thought it was pretty cool, right? Like they, they, they did one type of emote for each and everything, right? Like if you wanted to buy an emote, you could get the giant. If you wanted to, you know, play for an emote, through like a challenge of some sort, you could, you know, get the goblin. Um, the rascal girl was kind of exclusive, right? You could, you could have participated in these, um, content creator tournaments that, that Supercell kind of sponsored, maybe isn't, isn't the right way to say it, but, you know, uh, worked with those content creators and then would be putting in, you know, anybody that had participated in those tournaments got the rascal girl. So basically you could have participated for one, played and competed for one, and then purchased one. To me, I thought that was really awesome. But I was kind of wondering, well, I mean, it's your third birthday. Like, isn't a birthday supposed to be, like, celebrated by everybody all the time anyway? Yep. The Rascal Girl, you didn't technically have to win a game, but you had to actually get into one of those tournaments, which wasn't the easiest thing, actually. No, it wasn't. And I wasted a lot of time trying to do that. Yeah, it was actually much more complicated than I think people thought it would be. Although I still thought it was a really cool idea, right? Like get content creators involved and, you know, I, th- I thought it was super cool. Um, but it was actually quite difficult to get in. But what if someone didn't have the time to participate? Then they didn't get any of the emotes because th- that would probably have been someone that was casual, maybe didn't spend money on the game, couldn't play the, the challenge, so maybe didn't get the, the emote for, you know, from the challenge and then couldn't have the time to dedicate to get into one of these tournaments to get the the rascal girl so why didn't they just give one emote that was birthday related to everybody hey guys thanks for supporting clash royale for another year here's a happy birthday cake that just blows up or something yeah like it doesn't even have to be like the coolest emote it could just be it could just be like a random birthday related emote like a, a donut with candles on it like anything um I just thought that that would have been a cool thing to do in addition to what they did, which I thought was a really good idea. But I just think that like for your for a birthday, there should be no one who could even be excluded from getting it unless they just don't log into the game. I totally agree. That's exactly what they should have done. And then the other thing you brought up was the content creator stuff, which I agree. That was fantastic. But I don't 
I don't understand and I'm finding it hard to really come up with a good reason as to why they made it so that you needed to actually be inside one of the tournaments that were being run by the content creator that happened to have been streaming during that time. And it blew my mind that not every streamer followed the same protocol, right? That threw me off. Like some people were making them public, some people were making them private and then switching them to public after a certain amount of time, which was kind of crazy in my opinion because you're letting thousands of people watch you do this stream and then you're essentially just allowing the entire public to be able to join your quote-unquote exclusive tourney. And also, to be really honest, man, it really bothered me that I saw multiple people, big streamer names, in those tournaments multiple times. Yeah, so in theory, like, people who may have already participated in tournaments are in these other tournaments, and they would have already gotten the 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 emote anyway. Like, the mm-hmm. only point of getting into the tournament for a lot of people was to get the emote. And they could have been in like 15 of the tournaments. (laughs) Right. Taking that spot away from someone. Right. And, you know, I I get that mistakes happen in some situations. Like one time a certain streamer accidentally only created a 10 person tournament. Whoops. You know, that that happens. Right. But like making something private and then five minutes into the stream and just removing the password. That blew my mind. Blew my mind because in nanoseconds, these tournaments filled up. Well, of course. I mean, you think about how many people play the game and how many people just may browse at any given point in time for an open tournament. It's going to fill up in literally a second and a half. Um, and that's what always happens. So, see, and I, I, I agree. One other thing that, that, that was kind of annoying, actually, was the fact that just random people would make random tournaments with the same name yep. of the streamer's tournament. So here I am trying to find the, the, the stupid tournament, and I click the wrong one, and I don't get in. Yeah, because you literally only have like two seconds to tap the correct join button. Right, and it, it and of course, like people would say, ah, well, you could have just typed in the, the the tag. It shouldn't be this difficult, guys. No, it shouldn't. It really <laughs> it should shouldn't. Be, it could be so much easier. But at the end, at the end of the day, right? I know we sound like we're complaining a lot. Don't forget, we said this was a really awesome thing at the beginning. Um, I think them getting the content creators involved was a fantastic idea. I just wish. Everybody had a similar way of doing it that they didn't make it open until like after their viewers of 5,000 people or whatever it was had stopped joining. Or ever. They shouldn't, in my opinion, they shouldn't have made them open at all. Yeah, but you don't want a tournament with just like 100 people. No, they should have done a thousand person tournament, but then only the people that are watching their stream who know the password will get in. I agree with that. Like there's, that's the way it should have worked. I, I agree with that. It does right. If if the point of it is to to be watching the content creator to get into the tournament to then promote that content creator, right, and then right. also get an emote, then yeah, I agree. It should have solely been password driven only. And when people stop joining and you're at you know making up a number four hundred and thirty five people, and you know for whatever reason nobody else is joining, start the tournament. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just start the tournament. Just go for it. And then you can do another tournament in, in much less time. Create another one in an hour, guys. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, uh, it was frustrating. Although you and I were, after multiple, multiple, multiple attempts to get into a tournament, we finally got into one of them. We did. Our boy, Sir Tag, we got in. Played a game, and uh, we still haven't received our emote yet, but we, we, we assume that's coming soon, right? They did say within a week or so. In transit. Yeah, so... You know, we'll get our rascal girl at some point. So that's our feelings on that. What's next? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Didn't really mean to make that a complain session, but... But we'll complain. I mean, it was literally like inviting thousands of people over to your house to have a birthday party, but only 20 of them could have the cake, while the other people stood outside looking in through the window. That's annoying. At those people eating the cake, and they're just like, I want cake. I just right. want and, cake. And then there's 10 other people that are walking in the door with cake that they brought. <laughs> right, right. They've already got the cake from yeah. another party, and they're bringing cake to your party. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, was, it was almost laughable. It's laughable now, that's for sure. What's next? Oh, so no more complaining. One other thing before we move on to the next section. The wall breakers were released. Yeah, they were. What do you think about this card? I think that they're pretty funny, actually. Funny? Funny. Wow. I think they're like funny little dudes that just run around carrying bombs and they just like literally run to kamikaze into a tower. So let me ask you a question. Tell me. Does that description remind you of uh, 
Anybody else? Yeah, for sure. Who? I mean, you and me. I think it's literally us. Yeah, I mean, we just run around screaming and yelling, <laughs> throwing bombs and booms at people all day. Exactly. Boom, 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 boom. See? I like it. If so facto, we are the wall breakers. Correct. But aside from that, I think they're a little bit weak. So they're cool, but we'll get to their balance change later and what we think about it. But we are the wall breakers, so. We are. Did you unlock the card yet or no? No, no, I'm not that cool. I mean, I am the card, so no need to really unlock it. Right, I guess you don't really need it. If you get it, it's a bonus. Yeah. Tonight, we are sponsored by Robinhood. Joe, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as the 100 most popular. That's right, Rob. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Cast Royale a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at castroyale.robinhood.com. Once again, that's C-A-S-T-R-O-Y-A-L-E dot Robinhood dot com. Thanks a lot to Robinhood for sponsoring our show. All right. Well, now that that's over with, you know what time it is? Oh, I know what time it is. I've been waiting for this time since last time. It's time for Boom It or Move It. Boom It or Move It. And this week's Boom It or Move It is, of course, on the March balance changes. And Joe, we are just going to go down this list and boom it if we like it and move it if we don't like it. And then explain why. Okay. Who do you want to go first? Who's on first? I don't know. Their base. All right. So (laughs) the Barbarians (laughs) had their hit points reduced by 13%. And the troop count was increased from 4 to five. Ooh. As a note, this also affects the hit points of the regular barbarians, but also the battle ram barbarians, the barbarian mm-hmm. hut barbarians, and the barbarian that comes out of the barbarian barrel. Boom it or move it? Boom it. Nice. I didn't expect yeah. it, but why? Because I just feel like this card was a little lackluster, and I know that 13% is kind of on the higher side for like a hit point reduction, but they added a full troop, so the DPS per second is higher now, right? So they're technically doing more damage. And, you know, some of the other cards, like the relentless stream of barbarians coming from the seven-cost barbarian hut, or the barbarian barrel that just pops up out of nowhere in the middle of a battlefield when you don't even know that that happened— I feel like those can be game changers in a lot of situations, so 13% seem like a good reduction for them. So I'm all for this change. And it's really weird seeing five barbarians fall out onto the arena now, let me just say. Yeah, no, I agree. But also, what I think is really cool is the fact that with it's not just like an arbitrary number, right? Like 13% allowed those barbarians to now die fully to a fireball. Ooh! that's really funny that you say that because i really didn't know that well that's what i'm here for rob i'm just here spitting for knowledge for knowledge and facts also with the barbarian barrel before this hit point reduction Mm -hmm. you used to take damage from the barbarian that came out of the barrel if you didn't damage it with any other troop now you don't take any damage from it i'm digging that digging it baby so yeah i am i am going to have to agree with the boom it here I think that these cards needed a little bit of change to to set them straight in the meta. Yeah. All right, number two, you ready? I'm ready. It's to the Bomb Tower, which they reworked to now have death damage. Ooh. And it deals two times the area damage. Upon death. Upon death. Boom it or move it. I don't really know how to feel about this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> I want to boom it, right? Uh, yeah. So, so I want to boom it because this card was legitimately the worst win and use rate in Grand Challenge metas. So, like, the best people in the game playing Grand Challenges, this had the absolute worst win rate and use rate among any card, um, right. which is pretty sad, right? Now, that means that the card needs a buff. Clearly, it needs a buff. This buff, though, is pretty insane. Um, the fact that it now deals death damage two times the death damage, I mean, you, typically you would only throw this thing in like the middle of the arena, right? Right. But now, why would you do that? If it's in the middle of the arena and it dies, the only things that stay there are if they, if you have a troop in the middle of the arena as well. But now, if you get if if you're late on your bomb tower, you can literally just put it right in front of the tower or like in between your tower and the river, and it'll prevent everything from hitting your tower, and then it'll blow everything up like minions, goblin gang, minion horde, you know, low health troops that might be coming off of a fireball. Um, this is a very very powerful change. Um, I know it's like simply only death damage, but it cleans up a lot of things that it wouldn't have previously, which now make the card significantly more viable. And my only question is, is it too big of a buff? I don't know the answer to that yet. I, I personally would never be great at using it, right? Um, yeah. And no matter how good I am or how bad I am, I would just never use it in the best ways that the pros would use it. So the question is, with this rework, does it take over the meta because of all the new ways and all the different synergies you can you know, combine it with currently. I just don't know if it's going to be too powerful. It seems very strong. So I, I want to boom it because it needed that, but I'm skeptical. <laughs> so I think, I think you need to, I think you need to give me a solid boom or moob and you could put an asterisk on the end if you'd like. I'm going to boom it, but I am cautiously booming it. All right. Well, I think that's fair. All right. So the next one is to the wall breakers who had their hit speed increased from 1.5 seconds down to 1.2, so they can now attack faster once they reach their building target. Boom it or move it? Boom. Okay, tell me why. I just think that when this card first came out, they were a little lackluster considering uh, how powerful they are and how much damage they could actually do, so increasing their hit speed was probably a wise choice. Um, and I'm looking at why they actually made this specific change it makes them more comparable to a goblin barrel if ignored, which I think is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, previously, if you did nothing to these things, one of them would die before they even, like, the tower would kill one of them before it even exploded. Um, right. So now both of them will go off, and it's comparable to both three costs, both dealing the same amount of damage. To me, that makes sense. Um, I still think these guys need a little bit more oomph, though. Um they die so easily. What do you think they need? Like more hit points? Maybe a little bit more hit points, but if they, you can't have too much more hit points because they're super fast, right? Like they're kind of annoying. That's true. I have a wild idea. Are you ready for this one? Tell me. What if you gave them a shield? Okay, I think that'd be pretty cool. Right? Not even like a big shield. No, just like a shield that has like what? One hit point? Five hit points? One health. Yeah, whatever. Just something. I mean, they're already using both hands to carry the barrels. They need to put the shield somewhere, maybe on their back. It just makes it so that they can't die to like a fireball. Right. Would they be overpowered then, I wonder? That's a good question. I think that they should experiment with that. I would actually be surprised if they didn't already do that. But if they didn't do that, please, Supercell, test that. See if it works, because that could be a lot of fun. Right, it's just one HP shield means one total more hit per breaker for it to die. Right. And that would be pretty cool, I think. So the next one is to our beloved Expo, which had its hit points increased by 4%. Boom it or move it. Oh, I'm booming it. You gotta. I think you have to. You gotta boom it. I mean, this thing has been like the, the lackluster friend. Best friend. Or cousin. Brother friend. Best brother friend. The lackluster cousin, friend, and brother of the mortar. <laughs> I mean, the mortar is just the only thing that people use at the top of the ladder. There are so many countered, like, counter expo decks. It's just almost unplayable at the top of the ladder, unless you're, you know, an expo god, as people would say. Um, but there's only, like, ten of those <laughs> yeah. in the ladder. 
And I can assure you that 99.999% of players are not that. So you really can't use the expo in a viable way right now. I think this 4 you know, percent helps a little bit. It might not get it all the way there, but it, but it certainly is in the right direction. This thing needed something. Totally agree. All right, and the last one is for the Goblin Gang. The Rascals, the Bats, the Barbarians. All of them, dude. They have added a 0.15 second deployment time between each of the troops. Similar to what currently happens to our minion friends and the minion horde. Boom it or move it? Boom it. That makes sense. Why? Because these troops are very similar to the minion horde, like you said, and they made that change to the minion horde, and apparently it's been working really well uh, for the opponent going against that troop because it gives them a little bit more time to kind of figure out what they want to do. All the troops aren't dropping at the same time. So honestly, I think that this was a really good change uh, and one that was due for a while. I'm actually surprised that it didn't happen sooner. But I will say that it was kind of funny that they made the change to the Rascals, but they made it so that the girls came out first accidentally. Yeah, and Rumham, uh, you know, Seth from Supercell now, he, um, he said how hard that was to accomplish. I think he was complimenting the developers for their you know, burn in the midnight oil to make sure that it was done the right way. And I, you know, I think for us, it seems really simple, right? Like, oh, you can't just make the boy drop first. But clearly there was something in the code that made the card much more difficult than that. Right. You want to know what my question is? Ah. Why aren't the skeletons like this? Why isn't the skeleton army like this? Why isn't the guards like this? Why are they targeting these cards, but not those? That's a really good question. I can't really answer the guard part of it, but maybe because the... The actual skeleton skeletons, the Larry group, um, maybe they just don't see them as like that much of a reactionary type card. Like if someone drops two skeletons or, you know, three skeletons down, what are you really afraid of? But if you drop an entire goblin gang down, you got to think about that for a second because something else is probably coming with that. Yeah, maybe. But like the rascals are not like a threatening card. So like it just it just seems like they're taking swarm type cards and they're making them have a deployment time. So now you have almost every swarm type card in the game has this except for, you know, obviously you don't have like the um, elite barbarians, right? And the archers, but those are only a two group. But any group that's three or more now has this happen to them except for the skeletons and the skeleton army and the guards. Like I said, I think it's mainly because it's it's like not really a threat of a kind of card. Like there's not a lot of health to all of them. They die to any kind of damage. Um, but then also think about how long it would take for the skeleton army to actually deploy if they did that. It's, I, I, I'm not saying that that, I'm not disagreeing with the timing aspect, but that might oh, actually okay. give the card a little bit better of, a, of an ability. Nobody uses that card because they all come out and they all die within a second. Um, but maybe a small lag in deployment time would actually make the card more viable. But if the bats have this issue, then what's different from the bats versus the, the, the fire spirits or the goblins or the spear goblins? I mean, I just don't get why they're targeting these specific cards. Maybe the answer is because these are the ones that are used most often. So they're trying to nerf their impact in a way so that the other ones maybe are better options. Like maybe that's the answer. Maybe that could be. They didn't say so that that that's what we should stick with. And hopefully it rings true. Maybe one day we will know. Yeah, but we don't know anything. That's how we get by, Rob. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Let's move on to our meta check. Meta check. <laughs> And this meta check is brought to us by our friend, our boy, Sir Devin, Lord Christmas, and Joe. He's got a lot to say about what's been going on in the arena these last couple weeks. Yeah, he does. What's he saying? All right, man. So our boy, Lloyd Christmas, Sir Devin, hit us with the numbers, and here is what he had to say. Rob, it was only a matter of time until the giant snowball became relevant. And became relevant, it did. Checking in this week with a 32% use rate. Second to only, wait for it, its other two-cost friend, the Barbarian Barrel, Ooh. who had a 54% use rate and was definitely in much need of the nerf that it just received. Agreed. The Zap, the Log, the Tornado all checked in with a 22% use rate or below. So the Barbarian Barrel and the Giant Snowball, maybe the new kids on the block, but they are making their presence made 
well known and in a big way. Also, the pros are not liking the Goblin Gang nerf. This is evidenced by the guards beating them out this week 28% to 20. So maybe my little hypothesis before is proving true. Maybe Supercell is nerfing those other cards because they're used more often and leaving the other cards as more immediate impact when played so that they have a better opportunity to be used. So right. this is actually pretty good evidence of that. Thanks, Devin. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Devin says it's usually one or the other, so it might be time to switch from the gang to the guards if they're in your deck. Good suggestion. This week's number two card, you ask? The Baby Dragon. Second to only the Barbarian Barrel with a 44% use rate. Need some flying AoE in your life, Devin says? Look no further than the current favorite card of the pros, the Baby Dragon. I mean, I would buy a Baby Dragon, that's for sure. I would totally buy a Baby Dragon, but one thing I know for sure is that Baby Dragon seems to be the most needed card for a nerf at the pro level. If you look on Twitter and you see the reactions from pros, they seem to think that the Baby Dragon is used in way too many different types of decks, offers way too much value, and needs some sort of a nerf, whether it's you know reduced damage, reduced AoE, reduced um, health. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, the, you know, the right way to do it but they seem to think that it's in much need of a nerf and it might be evidenced by its use rate at the tippy top of the ladder because the pros are only going to use it if it's worth using that's true all right man so Devin hits us with one more thing since three years of meta check have been upon us he's given us a little special look into how the meta check has changed over the three years Ooh, I like this I'm excited during our second year of meta checks, Devin told us all of the things that changed between years one and two. So now we're seeing the biggest changes between years two and three within the meta. Here are the top three. Are you ready? Ready. Number one, the fireball. Ooh. Maybe it was the rework of the poison that did it, or the introduction of the knockback effect. But either way, the fireball is the clear favorite among the four cost heavy spells. I could see it. I totally feel like that. The Lumberjack. Why just use Rage when you can throw in a troop that has the fourth highest DPS in the game and still have Rage? That sounds like a no-brainer to me, so that makes perfect sense. I totally agree. And last but certainly not least, the Dark Prince. Nice. So Devin says that this guy was pretty much on its way down to obscurity because it was buffed really well, and then it was a little bit too strong, so it got nerfed again. When that happened, nobody used it. But Rob, this thing is finding its way back into the meta over this year's meta check, and we just might see that trend continue moving forward. Good, because I like the Dark Prince, and I see way too much of the regular Prince. We need to get that Dark Prince Rises back. I think we do. Maybe a Dark Prince Rises again. <laughs> again. <laughs> So that's it, man. That is the meta check. Devin, we appreciate the three-year update. We appreciate everything you do for us and for our community and for our show. We don't talk about everything, but as always, we will include the meta check in the show notes, so be sure to check it out and let us know if you have any questions, and we will try to respond. Boom. Boom. So that may be it for the meta check, but Devin also gave us some dad jokes, but Clash Royale style. <laughs> okay. So do you want to try and guess what the answer is, or do you just want to reveal the answer? It wouldn't be us if we didn't try and guess it, so... That's true. We should guess it, yeah. We're, we're, guess we're going to try and fail. see how terrible we do with this, but this is our kind of thing, so... Yeah, I like this. All right, so question one is, why didn't the Night Witch hit Larry with her battle staff? I think I know the answer to this one, dude. Do you? Because I have no idea. No, I think I do. I really think I do. What is it? I could be totally wrong, but I mean, I mean, hey, I've been wrong before, so... I think it's because Larry's, he's like a little, he's like a minor. He's like a little guy. He's like not 21. He's like, it'd be a problem if she hit him. <laughs> oh, this is good. I like that. We could go with that. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. She hit him with her bat first. Oh! See? I was wrong. <laughs> that was good, actually. It was the Night Witch. Get it? The Night Witch. That, wow. That's funny. That's a good dad joke there, Devin. You got me. I like that. Well, there's more. Are you ready for number two? Why can't any troops dash? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Do you have any idea? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I feel like it has to do with like the bandit. Oh yeah, maybe the bandit stole it. I'm not a dad yet, so it's hard for me to really come up with good answers for these. I feel like all the dads in the room are like, Rob, are you serious? Here's the answer, and they're ready to go. Yeah. All right, well, here's the answer. They used to, but... (laughs) That's 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 funny, dude. (laughs) This is hilarious. Okay, so I'm going to read it the way it's spelled, okay? That's funny, dude. (laughs) They, They used to... But Supercell banned it. That was funny. Get it? Like, banned it? That was funny. <laughs> you highlighted the answer, and I laughed out loud. Uh, yeah, and I did say banned it, so I kind of got the answer right. <laughs> they used to, but Supercell banned it. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that was good. These belong in a museum. They do. In a frame. In the words of Indiana Jones. All right, the last one. Are you ready for all the marbles? Ready. Which card can't get drunk? With Lumberjack's Rage. The Skeletons. Now, most of the time, dad jokes are punny. So oh, right, 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 right. What do you think? Do you <laughs> right. want to stick with, would you want to th- stick with skeletons? Or you nah, want to nah, 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 go with something good. a little bit more punny? I'll say the guards then. Do you, anything else? <laughs> I don't think that's a pun, but well, do you have anything else? That's it? Uh... All right, we already knew that this wasn't going to work out. So let's just read the answer. Yeah, let's just read the you answer. You ready? All right, so which card can't get drunk with the lumberjack's rage <laughs> there's the are you kidding me wait the answer ladies and gentlemen is the miner that's funny dude he's a miner get it <laughs> wait that's funny i thought that that's funny you're beside yourself i think you don't even know what to say i don't even know what to say but i know i didn't even think that could be the answer <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were so good, Devin. I'm very impressed that you were able to come up with those. That was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. He says, uh, there you have it, fellas. Might have been a little too much cheese on those jokes, but I hope you had fun with it. Good luck in the coming season. And there was too much cheese, but we loved every second of it. That's our kind of cheese, man. Yeah. Little Swiss. Little provolone. Little mozzarella. Little provolone macaroni. We love cheese. All kinds of cheese. We don't discriminate against cheeses. No, no, no. We're all we're all cheese people. Except for cheese whiz. Cheese whiz is not real. Is that like cheese out of a can? It's cheese in a can. Do you, would you do you trust that? No. I don't trust that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust that. It's I don't not, trust it's that. It's a liquid. Cheese is not liquid. I guess it could be if you melt it. So I scratch that. But you know what I'm saying. It, it cheese doesn't belong in a can. Hey Joe. We got some chests. Well, you have a lot of chests. I have a chest. You do have a chest, and to be fair, you've been working. I've been playing 2v2s. I've gotten a lot of chests. I have a crown and four big dogs with a minor explanation. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know how you want to do this. If you want to go first, and then you want me to have like a five chest run or if you want me to do my crown first then your crown and then i can do a four chest run as long as you do them fast i'm good with anything i could do them lightning fast lightning speed lightning fast all right so you do your crown i'll do my crown and then go okay you ready ready crown chest number one 1186 gold four gems nice yeah i usually never get more than three Nine e-barbs. Okay. 18 cannons, but my stack is full, so I got 90 extra gold. Nice. How come they don't give me star points for that? That's weird, right? You only get star points for upgrades, dude. But I already have all of the cards to upgrade it. But you didn't upgrade it, so... Ugh, please. You're not helping my case. I'm just speaking facts, Rob. All right, well, 36. Larry's! Too soon. Too soon. too soon. Always too soon. And last but not least, 12, huh, bomb towers. Potentially OP. Right. I mean, we can't really complain about it because we think it's going to be ridiculous. So that's my crown chest, and I'm sticking to it. All right, my crown chest, here we go. 2,163 gold. What? Because it's boosted. Oh, from the boosts that you got from the end of the season? Because they gave us, they did give us free 
boosts this time around. Oh my Lanta, I literally forgot that those were a thing and totally didn't take advantage of that. I hate myself. Yeah, dude, they were free. It's something I forgot because of the birthday. They gave it to us for free, I think. I'm so upset. I got all of them. Congratulations for you, but I'm upset. I didn't get four gems, though. I got two. All right, well, great. Evens out now. Eight royal recruits. Okay. Ten recently nerfed goblin gangs. Ooh. 105 of the much improved use rate giant snowballs. Nice. Two Dark Princes, which are making a comeback. hey And 25 Elixir Pumps, which I don't use, so... Right. But you like saying pumps, so why not? But we'll pump them out! We'll pump them out! Okay. Uh, so you're, are you ready for my ridiculously long run of chests? Rapid fire them out, Robert. First one is going to be a giant chest. That's your first one? That is my first one. Wow. Here we go. 2,961 gold. Boom. Take that, Joe. One barbarian barrel. Okay. 105 rascals. Recently nerfed. Yep. Uh, 158 e-barbs. Hmm. Whatever. And last but not least, 65 flying machines. Flying Machine's a pretty annoying and really good card, so... They're an amazing card. I love this card so much. It's always a go-to choice when I need to play a war. I agree. If we have it as an option. Okay. Are you ready for the next two chests? Yep. So the next two chests are actually part of the bonus reward from the Sudden Death Tournament because I made it to eight wins, which is my highest, so I'm celebrating, and it's one of the few times that the bonus rewards only cost 250 gems, so that's two chests here. The first one will be a lightning chest. Are you ready? Ready. 650 gold. Ooh, 106 skeleton barrels. That's good. Mm-hmm. 21 Valkyrie. Nice. Two rage spells. Okay. Rage spells, gone. Rage spells, but leave the other two? We'll see what you get first. All right. Strike. Goblin giant. I would strike that. Hmm. I'd agree with that. Strike again. Clone. Clone's more beneficial than the rages, but I would still strike it. I think so too, but I kind of like the other two cards, so I'm willing to risk another, another strike here. Yep. So we'll go with another epic strike. Here we go. Baby dragon. And I can upgrade it now. So I might as well keep it. Keep it. Yeah. So what do you think about the Skeleton Barrel and the Valkyrie? I have two strikes left. I would keep the Valkyrie. I'm keeping the Valkyrie, I think. I would get rid of the Skeleton Barrel then. Okay. It's risky, but I would do it. It is. And I have a lot of cards that are, like, maxed out in terms of how many cards I have. So I already know what's going to happen. Are you ready? Strike. Ooh. 106 minions. I was wrong. Hmm. That's better. I think I'll take that. I think I'm satisfied with that. I think I would skip the last one. I think I'm going to do that. So we're going to end this lightning chest with 106 minions, 21 Valkyrie, and two E-Dragons. Boom. Solid chest. Nice. Yeah. Solid chest. 5,000 gold. 5,000 gold. 5,000 gold! These are all my rewards, by the way, from the bonus round. Wow. And then the next chest is... A legendary chest. Ooh. Yeah. You ready? Ready. All right. I hope it's the uh, Inferno Dragon so that you could trade it to me. Oh, yeah. You're going to join my clan so we could do that? Yeah. Okay. Challenge accepted. It's more of like a team effort. Team challenge accepted. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Can I open it now? Uh, yep. All right. Here we go. Spinning. Spinning, 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 spinning. Ice Wizard! Boom! Ice Wizard's good, dude. Yeah, dude, and I now I only need one more to get him to level 11 because I have not upgraded him because I've had no use for him. So maybe now I can combine that with my tokens and get another one. Maybe. Oh, and then just for fun, another 5,000 gold, another 5,000 gold, and another 5,000 gold. I just thought it was good to do that because we always talk about how the rewards are never 
250 gems, so I felt like I made it to my personal best. That was worth it. Are you ready for the final chest? I'm ready. It is from my quests, and it is a mega lightning chest. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Rockin' and rollin'. So I get eight strikes with this. 7,614 gold. Massive. Huge. 39 Tesla Towers, but again, I'm full, so keep that in mind for the strikes. 282 Royal Recruits. 327 Fire Spirits. Okay. Pretty good. 169 Inferno Towers. Those are on my list for strike. Yeah, keep that on your list for now. 11 Mirrors. Strike. Yeah. 17 Tornadoes. I would keep that. I think I have to. Um, and then last is going to be the Legendary, so let's see what happens here. I know we usually do our big to-do to get this to happen, but it is a Lava Hound. So... I would strike that. <laughs> all, all right, so let, let's give it a second. So I have Tesla Towers, Royal Recruits, Fire Spirits, Inferno Tower, Mirror, Tornado, and Lava Hound. So I have to get rid of the Tesla Towers. You don't have to if you just prefer the gold, but you can. That's true. Let, should, I, should I start with the Legendary and work my way down? It's if you... It, the question is, do you care about the Legendary? No, I really want to log then I would totally focus on the legendary. I'm going to do that. Here we go. I mean, you got eight tries, so. <laughs> Strike, graveyard, and now I can upgrade it. Mm, that's not the log, though. Yeah, but that's actually not bad. It's not bad. Uh, all right, I'm going to do it again. Same thing, legendary. Ooh, Mega Knight. Mega Knight's good. Yeah, still not the log. Not the log. I would either do it until you get the log or do it until you get one that you know someone will want. Right. All right, I'm going to do it again. Oh, the magic archer. You know someone will want that. Someone would want that. Hmm. Because then you could just trade for a log. Right, but I have five strikes left. I would do it again then. I'm going to do it again. Ooh, princess. And she's not, not exciting for me, so. That's an immediate strike. Yeah, so four strikes left, striking her again. Royal Ghost. He's not a he's not a want. He's not a want. Strike again. Lumberjack. He's more wantable, but not as wanted. So I'm kind of getting the feeling that I'm not going to get a log, and I only have two strikes left. Well, there's not that many left, so... That's true. Yeah, you know what? I'm pot committed. Let's see what happens. That's what I'm saying, dude. They should just do the gems like this. Yeah, it's for the fun of it anyway. Here we go. Strike. The Miner. Miner's good. A lot of people want that too. I don't know if I would do the next one. I would change the. I would switch that real quick, and I would mm. go over to the Inferno Tower and not touch the miner. The miner's a good one. I think I'm going to agree with you. I like the miner, and I feel like I'm going to get bombarded with trade requests now. I mean, if you get like an Ice Whiz again or something, like most people don't want. Like you, anybody will take the miner. No, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the miner, saving it for a trade. So we're going to do the Inferno Tower. Yeah, that's what I would do. All right, here we go. Final strike. Ooh, the wizard. I'll take it. That's a good one. That's certainly better than the than the tower. Yeah. That was cool, dude. I really like that. And now I can actually collect all of my quest rewards. Holy moly. I haven't collected in like three weeks. You know how hard that is? Tough. It is tough. And that's it for the chests. We have no more. I've outdone us. You have outdone us. Yeah. I didn't even know what to do. I know. You were my cheerleader. Strike this, Rob. Strike that, Rob. And my coach at the same time. Uh, well, you know, you got to put on different hats when you're needed to sometimes. Right. Um, that was a ton of fun, and I hope we get some good chests for another episode, because we haven't done chests in a while, and it feels good to do that. Boom. Boom. But that's not all. Let's move on to our... Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight. And this deck is called A Giant Problem. And it's 3.6 average elixir cost deck that contains the Giant, the Miner, the Guards, the Mega Minion, the Hunter, the Prince, the Poison, and the Zap. So Joe, tell me why this is such a giant problem. 
Alright man, this deck is a giant problem, but not for you, but for your opponent. Ooh, I like that. It is a 3.6 giant beatdown style deck, but it uses the poison instead of a lightning. The punches that this deck packs is insane. The defensive capabilities of four cards being the hunter, the prince, the mega minion, and the guards. All four of those cards are like defensive specialists. The hunter absolutely destroys anything that comes in its path. Perfect for AoE type damage or fantastic for single target damage. The Mega Minion, perfect for single target damage. The Prince, amazing tank killer. Guards can distract everything while all three of those destroy it in the meantime. But what's even better is that it's only 3.6 cost. It's not your beatdown style deck that's like 4.1 or 4.3 like those golem decks are. Which means that if you defend efficiently with one or two of these cards, especially if you're not in the double elixir time, you can then drop the giant down at the bridge to then supplement the offensive push. You might have a hunter with a charging prince then pushing forward your giant. And then all you have to do is sit back, relax, and wait. Should you throw the zap? Should you throw the poison? Should you throw the miner in to distract the tower or the troops that come down? It all depends on what your opponent's situation's like. If they're throwing down skeletons or fire spirits or something that's just going to distract your, your, your prince, well, chances are the hunter might do the AoE damage to those swarmy troops anyway. If they're throwing down something like a dark goblin or a musketeer or a wizard far away where your hunter and, and prince can't reach them, well, maybe that's when you throw down the miner and drop a zap on that guy to retarget and make sure that your tank or your, your offensive threats, like your hunter or your prince, are not getting damaged. If your opponent has a pump, it is critical to use the poison on the pump. You can also use the miner on the pump, but if you use the miner on the pump, be careful because you will not have the poison to facilitate the offensive push. Just know, either one will work. Typically, the miner works better when it can snipe your opponent's best DPS troop, like a Dark Goblin, or a Wizard, or maybe the E-Wizard that controls, or like I said before, the Musketeer. Right. So that's this deck, dude. It's not really all that complicated. It's actually a relatively simple deck to play. The problem with this deck is if you try and play it as just like an offensive bridge spam type deck, or you try and play it where the giant goes down in the back and you try and build up this like massive offensive push, probably isn't going to work out so well. This deck is a defensive deck first. So if you find yourself committing to offense before you know what your opponent's deck is, or what your opponent's cards are, or what your opponent's push is, chances are they might be able to take advantage of your push, and then you won't have the cards to defend against theirs. If you defend first, defend efficiently, create that offensive elixir advantage, Boom. Drop the counter push giant down at the bridge and watch the magic happen, baby. And at that point, your opponent has a giant problem. A giant problem. Boom. Boom. Nice job. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, this deck will take a little bit of time to get used to. It's not like a high-skilled cap kind of deck, so it shouldn't take you 20 or 30 tries like some of the other decks that we've featured uh, will. But mm -hmm. if you play it, like I said, defensive and then offensive counter push, probably takes about, you know, five to ten games before you might start to feel comfortable with the mechanics of it. But after that happens, man... Smooth sailing. I'm excited. I can't wait to try this. I've never actually played a defensive giant deck before, so this is cool. Yeah, it's a giant problem. Certainly is. For your opponent. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I am right. I'm always right. You know why? Why? The big brother's always right. Little brother never leads, man. Boom! Boom. And this last week, we also got a new patron! New patron! Huge shout out to Terry P. Terry, Rob and I truly appreciate you donating your hard-earned money to support what we do so that we can continue to give fresh, fun, new, and family-friendly content to our community. We can't thank you enough, and we truly appreciate the support. Bada bada boom! Boom. And that's it, man. Episode 80 is in the books. In the books. Literally history now. It is history. We, this is an historic moment for the Boom Bros, for the Wall Breakers, for the dynamic duo, <laughs> for the two that make it happen, for those that high fly, limousine ride, hip and hop, and moving groove in whatever order you'd like to put them in. It is that historic moment for those people, and that would be us. That was incredibly eloquent. Well, and it's late. I would have fumbled over every word that you just said. <laughs> it's pretty late right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I just did what I just did, but I'm, I'm happy I did it. I don't either. It's almost like you haven't been working 80 hours all week. No, you know, sometimes, Rob, you just got to do it. Sometimes you got to put on the cap and just go. The cap. Like Mario, man. Right. Right? You ever see him not wear his hat? Other than when he's flinging it at people? Right. It's like when Mario puts on, like, the, the fire outfit. It, it would be like him not shooting fire at people. That would make no sense. Right. Like, he's clearly going to shoot fire. Exactly. Or, like, maybe Link not having a sword. If Link doesn't have a sword, then he's just a little elf. That's a good point. I think so. Yeah. So basically what we're trying to say is we are like Link with sword or like Mario with fire outfit. Right. That's exactly what we're like. And not us would be Mario without any clothes on. Right. (laughs) Or Link without his sword. Like that would not, that would never be us. As a, as a, an elf or a smurf or a gnome. Garden gnome. That's Link. Link the Garden Gnome. Link the, gar- Link the Garden Gnome, no sword <laughs> smurf. <laughs> yeah, the legend of the Garden Gnome. That's what the next Zelda is going to be called. It might be. It could be. You never know. Although they might put some wall breakers in there. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Be weird. But interesting. We're going a little bit off topic here, Rob. That's okay. That is okay. Art is always off topic. <laughs> what a fantastic way of looking at things. <laughs> thank you Uh, so that's it Uh, if you would like to join our clans you can join our discord by going to castrailpodcast.com slash discord and you can learn about when we have new spots plus you can talk to all the other members in the community get some advice some strategy some tips and on top of that you can talk to me and Joe so that's kind of fun I think we are in the discord and we are talking to everybody all the time we love communicating with the community So yeah, be sure to check us out there and we'll be happy to talk. Love talking Clash. Always. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. And like we say every episode, the number one way that you can help us reach more people is by leaving us an iTunes review. But also, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a coworker. If you know that they like Clash or they like mobile games, spreading the word also helps. But on top of that, if you use any other podcast app, if it allows you to like, comment, vote, heart, thumb up, or whatever it is, please do it because it'll definitely help us on that particular platform. Also, huge shout out to clnsmedia.com for hosting our show on their site. If you're looking for the most recent episodes, you can find them there. And if you're looking for other podcasts, you can also find those there as well. And last but certainly not least, a huge thank you to Robin Hood for sponsoring our show tonight. Boom. That's it. That's it, man. Episode 80's done. I'm ready to go to bed. It's been a long three-week break with a pretty good size episode. Don't you think so? I always think. I would hope so. Right. Well, you told me not to think. So that I could think. So I'm, I'm just noise to you. No, you just have to make room for thought sometimes. Like, diversity in thought is good sometimes, Rob. That was beautiful. Thanks. Write that down in, in your journal. I'm going to write that in my journal. Joe said something beautiful today. Wow, so I've got eloquent today, and I've got beautiful beautiful today. I'm on a roll. I should just hang up the hat. I should hang up the podcast hat and just give it up. You're high-flying and limousine riding, bro. I have succeeded today. (laughs) You're at the epitome of your podcasting career. I'll take it, man. If there's only way to go from from here is down, I'll I'll stop now. (laughs) Mario with no fire. Well, Link with no sword. Right. And that's it, guys. We will see you next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye.